Hi, and welcome to another edition of Transvox. And with me, my favourite Chuck, it's Jen. How are you, Jenny? I'm absolutely fine, Doc. How are you? I've got. Oh, we didn't. We missed out. A up ducks today. A up ducks. Yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to have the branding, the Stoke branding. So, A up ducks out there. And how are you, Jill? <laughs> I'm feeling a bit quackers. Yeah, very good. <laughs> what do they call people up in your way then? Pets. Is it? Oh, yeah. Pet. No, but do pet. you? Yeah. What's the name? Yeah. So pet. everybody's pet. Yeah. I'll, I remember. I'll feed the same pet. That's right. Yeah. Everyone calls uh, each other pet. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually people don't seem to take offence. You know, everybody. Yeah. Everybody calls each other pet. You know. Te- you know, not everybody, but it's it's a very common sort of thing. A bit yeah, like yeah, Chuck yeah. or in Yorkshire, you get that in Yorkshire more, I think. It's not the same. It's not the same as Duck and Stoke and um, Me yeah. Duck. If you go, I think more east east um, east Midlands. I think Derby. That might be, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it is fascinating when you go around the UK. Um, how language changes, isn't it? You know, when you look at and different accents, what they mean to people. Geordies are supposed to be mm-hmm. very trustworthy. And Scots are supposed to be very frighteningly aggressive, and Londoners are supposed to be. I think it's interesting, really, how short a distance you travel till you hear a different voice. I mean, we're in Stoke and Trent here. If we go 50 miles north, got a Manchester accent, 50 miles south, we're in Birmingham. Really different accents. And I think, I don't know if other countries are the same, but I get the impression that, you know, the UK is very particular and then accents change in the space of 10 miles. Really interesting, isn't it? And dialect. We talked about voices, didn't we, the other day? We talked we about did. voices. Yeah, and yeah, dialect's fascinating, isn't it? Little words. I mean, it's not just the accent, it's the words you use. I mean, learning learning Geordie, there, there are many different words. I mean, didn't yeah. drop your dot on proggy map means something up here, but it doesn't mean much down where you are, I'm sure. We used to say, and so was it, cost kick a bow again a woe, and That's things that. like that. Can you kick a ball against the wall? <laughs> a, there used to be a great book, uh, Arthur Tokrate, which means how to talk right. In Staffordshire. Yeah. Remember those books when I was a kid? The Stoke dialect. Yeah, no, I love dialects. Yes. There used to be two guys up here, um, Mike Neville and Eric Hall, I think it was. And they used to be on Look North. And they had a series called Larn Yourself Geordie. And um, <laughs> they used to have all, uh, like a, a literal handbook of Geordie expressions and what they meant in English and such like. And uh, and um, my uh, when we moved up here, my other half um, read the book and listened to it and said, actually, people are saying these words, and I just thought you were talking rubbish. And it turns out <laughs> you were actually talking your own home language. So how about that? <laughs> nice to have some redemption for a change. Absolutely. And, and we're talking about humour a bit today, and this is a bit on, about, of, on the back of um, last week when we were introduced to the world of drag. And uh, I'd really put together two and two together about the idea that all drag is is is, is a performance art. I thought it was something Indeed. more, but it's it's really fascinating. And you know, I've been yeah, it was really interesting to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something I've thought enough about. I mean, it's in the news a lot more because of yeah. some of the hostility, which seems so weird. Yeah, I was only reading something today. You know, somebody uh, somebody right wing had posted something as if as if this is all new. I mean. Paul, Paul O'Grady passed away recently, and which yeah. is really sad. And Lily Savage was on at mainstream telly at seven o'clock doing blankety blank. Yeah. Danny LaRue, when I was a kid, was all yeah. over the telly. Yeah. There was Dick never Henry. anything. I think, indeed. Um, we've got to get our references more up to date. Somebody <laughs> said to me, we're not, we're definitely not down with the kids. Harry Most Styles. Of our all you have to say is Harry Styles, and you're all right. Harry Styles. It's <laughs> all right. But no, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's always been a, and pantomime, of course, as well. So it's always been a 
part of performance art and and, oh, no, and part of our community as well and um i think it's really interesting and it's, it's crazy that there's any controversy over it these days it's mad it's mad yeah but i mean humor's humor's quite interesting isn't it because humor mm. um humor's a fascinating to um um vehicle for broaching difficult subjects between each it other is. to get people to laugh to get people to join in to get people to to really sort of um engage with the subject in a different sort of way uh, and whether you're you know puncturing you know pomposity or whatever it is or you're exposing things humans are really good thing and i think there's been a big debate around trans plus world and humor because of various comedians using it in a quite a strange way and some comedians say well i'm telling a joke anything's anything's allowed and um, there are some people who don't seem to think that's appropriate and it comes back to this idea of what's free speech or not what's hate speech what's and it's it's fascinating so i'm just intrigued at your view i think it's really i think it is really interesting i've always loved and used humor as well as a I guess as a kid, it's one thing as a guard against bullying, if you make the joke first. So I've always tried to use it, but I've always used humour when I've done any public speaking. You know, um, you know, I've always tried to think if I can get people to laugh a bit. I used to have this terrible joke and I used to do lots of conferences about the NHS. And the big thing in the NHS is we have a pay scheme called Agenda for Change, which everybody knows. So nobody else can get this joke. And I used to go up and I say, oh, by the way, I'm talking about gender. And I'm not here. I'm not trans because I misunderstood Agenda for Change, right? It's a silly mm. little joke. And it used to slay them in the NHS uh, terms and conditions rooms, but wouldn't work anywhere else. But I've always loved to use humour. And I think it's one thing that I find a little bit difficult now is because I worry about it a bit more because I worry about it a bit more because humour has been used against us to punch down at us as a community, I think, which I think is what you're, you're talking about. Because I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you have the right to tell jokes and you have the right to offend, I guess. But we also have the right to say we think you're wrong. And we think, you know, we think you're rubbish. So we have a right to be criticised as well. And I think that's where it, where it comes. I think I touched on one in a previous podcast. I mean, the people like notoriously Dave Chappelle, and Ricky Gervais, who are two yeah. really high-status comedians, who've chosen to punch down against a community that's you know, and that's what that that I don't understand because it's also not very funny. It, it's a, it's a tricky one because when you go in, it, it is tricky, isn't it? Because you go and listen to Ricky Gervais, and what he's doing is basically saying, "Here's a trans person, and then I'm not allowed to say that they were they used to be a different gender, but hey." Here's your medals. Here's your social presence. Here's here's you patently in the media, all over the media in your previous gender, and that's what he's pointing to. Uh, but it's the uh, it's the it's the nuance of it, isn't it? It's this. It's, well, I it's don't this... I don't know the stuff that I the, the stuff I now have not heard that part of any routine, but it's that point of the the tired joke of saying if you can identify as a woman, then I can identify as a helicopter. They've all used that stupid uh, sort of trope or versions of that joke, which is very tired and very, you know, and just lazy, in my view. Um, so I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind laughing at myself. I really don't. And I think I'd like to use humour. But it's, it's the way it's done. It's done. And it's done from high status. If you're a high status comedian choosing to pick on a minority, mm. at one time it would be picking on people because of the race. It would, you know you know yeah. um you know um 
the comedian Nish Kumar spoke very swearily about this. If you want to look up his um, his clip when he talks about um, references Ricky Gervais and the transhumor, and he's saying at one time it would have been me the target of the joke, yeah. you know, brown people, and now he says, and now it's trans people you you want to pick on, and it is you know it is just that the latest minority that seems an easy laugh. And at the same time, you know, it's feeding into the narrative when we're hurting. So I, I don't think you should ban people from saying things. I don't I don't agree yeah. with that. But I think we have the right to call them out and say, I won't, I used to, I loved The Office, I won't watch Ricky Gervais' stand-up anymore. And I did indeed cancel Netflix for a month in a very pointless one-person protest because they were promoting and supporting two and notoriously these two comedians who have chosen to pick on trans people mm. because it's easy and lazy mm. and um and that's much as i mean I'm, if anybody else wants to listen to it that's fine but that that's my position and i think uh, i think that's the point isn't it it's that it's that and i think this is the point that they would say it's it's the point of saying if you don't like it don't listen and um, you know it's quite interesting because actually, when we just briefly meant, when we briefly chatted about it five or six mm-hmm. episodes ago, I went and actually listened to the to that actual episode, and um, you know it was it was broadly inoffensive. It was it was a bit cutting once or twice. It was dead naming. It was it was a bit stuff, but it was it there was it was quite fascinating because it was probably five minutes of a two hour set. And I think what you do is you see the selective cutting, not selective cutting, you just see edited highlights of all things. And, um, you know, Rick, Ricky Gervais takes a big swipe at all sorts of different people. And, it does, and, but why, 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 why pick on the, us as a... Why, he picks on everybody. I get your point on that. I get your point. He picks on everybody. I get that argument. Um, I get that argument. But one, they're very lazy jokes. Dead naming, there's no need to... Dead naming is just cheap laughs. There's no... There's no there's no real humour in there. You're just picking on and, put, and and using tropes that are used to hurt us. So those same sort of ideas that he's perpetuating are the same ideas that people use very cruelly um, um, to um, attack people on social media, to everything else. Because basically the subtext of, of saying is, you're, you know, you're not a woman, you're not a man if you're trans. That's yeah. the subtext of what he's saying is, you are not who you are. Who do you think you're kidding? And that is that same narrative that, you know, people who are seeking to really hurt us use. And see, why do you choose to you, but, to, to focus on that at the start? But Jenny, see, I don't think I don't think that is the case. I think what he's saying is that if you are, it's this argument about what's trans enough. It's the argument about putting a wig on and going into a toilet, as opposed to people who are trans, who are people who are people who are going through a process, who are people who are committed to this because the experience gender dysphoria they identify as being and and actually ricky gervais is not making fun of those people he's actually making he's actually making some points about the points we make but the problem is it's, it's interesting i've talked to two or three people now about ricky gervais all of whom are trans people who have voluntarily sort of said to me i hate ricky gervais and everything he stands for and i've said to them have you actually listened to the comedy shows and they say no and i think one of the problems here is that you have to be prepared to actually listen to it and to and, and of I have, course I have li- I have listened to it and of course and that, I have no problem with people who say I don't want to listen to them because I've heard and I've seen and I've heard enough and that's absolutely fine as well but I find you know there's some there have been her there have been appallingly 
misogynistic, racist, sexist, whatever comedians, all the way down through time and the morning. And they are equally, absolutely exactly. equally condemned, and, yeah. but equally but, condemned in, in, in my eyes. But they still have a right to ply, they still have a right to ply their trade. You know, I'm nobody stopping them. No. But nobody's also stopping me saying, I think it's a vulnerable, cheap and bullying type of comedy. Uh, what I stopped listening to, so I love Ricky Gervais's first couple of stand-up roof. Um, I know we're focusing, but it's really interesting. I'm a fan. I listened to it. Well, I love The Office. I really like the first two. Comedy Change, I think it was his third one, where his routine was basically about picking on somebody that may, was probably mentally ill in the audience. It, was, it had gone from low-status comedian punching up at religion, big subjects, to high-status comedian punching down. And that's yeah. where it becomes different. It's the punching down. So when you're a multimillionaire, rich comedian with privilege, and you're punching down on a minority, that's, you know, that's that trope. And I choose not to engage in that anymore. Yes, it's only part of a routine, and there's plenty of stuff that I'd find funny, I guess. But I'm not choosing to do somebody because I think that's a conscious choice. So both Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais have done exactly the same thing. And they've made a conscious effort in that to knowing what's going on, because it's cheap laughs, it feeds into a populist anti trans view that's out there. So that so I you know, that is that is absolutely fine. Um, if they but want what's to do fascinating, that. but what's well, fascinating not for me, yeah. but it stimulates it stimulates the debate It also stimulates support. And, uh, you know, as you've said, yeah, James cool. Acaster has, has come out and Jimmy Carr has come out. So, you know, lots of different people have come out to support. So in other words, as soon as you get um, a thesis, you get an antithesis, antithesis opposite. I really shouldn't have tried to be clever there, should I? Um, you know, <laughs> once you get an idea, somebody will come out and attack that idea. And I think that's what's interesting. That's the healthy side of it. Um, uh, and I well, find it's it good interesting. to see that. It's yeah. good to see that, but it's a minority of people who've been brave enough to criticise another comedian, because most don't. He, you know, Stuart Lee is a Stuart Lee is very yeah. good. So Stuart Lee, um, who is a comedian I love, and um, his latest one, he, he actually again he uh, he tackles Ricky Gervais's um, approach, and it isn't just Ricky Gervais. But he's, he's a good one to talk about because he's famous, and we know where we are. There are other comedians that uh, less well known that will use these lazy tropes. If you're going to be humorous, find something interesting or humorous to say. But I don't think any of that. Yeah. Oh, if you think you're a woman, well, I can be a, an attack helicopter, which is this trope that they basically the jokes are but built you, on. But you see, but, com but comedians focus on a certain element of an audience, don't they? They 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 hmm. target their humor into tropes, which are you know, it's like politics. Uh, you focus your attack or you focus your approach on things that a certain demographic will find funny. And then you go in and that's how you become famous because actually you're servicing the needs of people who are doing that. So, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll see people appealing to different sorts. You don't see Ricky Gervais appealing to people like us because actually we know he attacks them. So we don't listen. No, but, like. well, no, but that's if he's chosen, a, that's a very small community. Uh, to, to appeal into the uh, masses to attack a, a marginalised community, I don't get the defend the effect. I could get you can. He's got the right to do it, but I don't get. I don't get um, supporting that idea because you don't have to attack, particularly at this moment, to to do that. And it feeds in, as I say, you know those those comments and those jokes are fed in and they're twisted by people who uh, want to cause us damage and 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 damage, and it becomes this whole free speech battle. And, you, and you know, people say, oh, you can't say anything, you'd be cancelled. No, none of these people have been cancelled. They're all multimillionaires and they get far more common inches than we ever do. You know, but, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll moan about being cancelled just because we've said 
you know, you should be a better comedian than that, mm. right? You know, personally, I mean, you know, it's different. People have different views. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lose. I don't know. It's different. I, I take your points about. I, I take your points about that, but I, I think there is a conscious effort to pick on a small minority for easy laughs. Yeah, I agree. A, That's right. exactly majority. what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think well, that comedians that has, should be better than that. And uh, yeah, I know, but it's it's not it's being a comedian is not a moral high ground. It's just going out and making people laugh for twenty quid for an evening. And I think sometimes the thing is people get a status far above their ability, don't they? Because actually they're lauded by other people and you know raised up and such like. But, but I mean, they, they would have made the same argument in the seventies about racist comedians. And I can't did. defend, but yeah, and and I treat Bernard Manning's attack, you know, in the same amount of opprobrium. So I think. Did you, know, you ever hear? Did you ever go out and listen to hear Bernard Bernard Manning? I mean, I've seen it on the telly. I'm, yeah. I'm, but uh, yeah, you Nothing. know, raised. Pardon. But this, but a lot of his humour is actually quite straightforward, and it's the, yeah. but it's the the very minority of some people's humour is attacking people to get the publicity, to get the laughs, to get this. It's for me. Uh, I I see it as a sort of a as a sort of marketing weapon. You know, I really do. And, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And, you know, I mm. don't listen to those people because I choose not to and don't find them funny. I never found Dick Emery funny, I have to be honest. No. I was never particularly, I've never been a massive fan, fan of Paul O'Grady, to be honest with you. And, you know, but, you know, that's just different humour for different times and different places. But I do, I do, I do sort of defend the right for people to be able to say, I don't want to tell jokes about anything. And it's, but it's up to, if you don't want to hear them. Don't listen. And I, I, they've, they've I, I think as soon as we start banning free speech, we're on a we're on a really slippery slope. But nobody's banning anybody. No, well, it's exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. But, We've got but to be all careful. we're saying is, what we're saying is, these these are privileged people getting promoted and on, on on hatred. Some of it, parts of it. Yeah, not the whole. I get that point. But the racism in the seventies. I was absolutely delightful when. Um, your comedy changed and we moved racism because I wasn't a person of colour. I wasn't bullied mm. in the playground because of jokes that were made by racist comedians and the sexist misogynist humour, exactly the same. And, you, you know, and, 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 you know, if you look about how trans people were depicted all through the, the, the 80s, 90s and 2000s, there was no early 2000s, there was no positive depictions. And when you've been, you know, bullied because of stuff that comedians have said and done, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, that hurts. And I think we've a right to say, well, we think that we think that's beneath us, you know, yeah, it's criticism. Right. But it comes, but, it um, comes back to, do you see public is, is there a role as public figures to be role models? You know, is this, is this actually part of it? It's like footballers and they're, they're supposed role as role models. And, and I just wonder about comedians being role models. I don't think that's the point. No, I don't think there should be role models, but neither, sh neither should there be, uh, should they use transphobia, which is what it is, without without being, you know, taken to task over it? Mm. Because if they were racist, they definitely wouldn't um, survive on a platform. Yeah, well, they wouldn't. Right? Now. At the moment, transphobia is tolerated. Yeah, you know, um, if they were homophobic, they were probably at the moment not well have a career see, very long. But you see, the Netflix special for which um, Ricky Gervais has had all the opprobrium. The fuss has been about transphobia, but actually there was a ton of homophobia in it as well. Yeah. And it's and it was that as much as anything else that got everybody hardwired and jumping around. Um, 
It's a fascinating argument. And actually, I, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'll go back to, 19, to the 1920s, 1920s, 1890s. Sigmund You're not Freud. that old, Jill, surely. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to hit, hit eugenics again, so you don't need to worry about that. But um, um, Sigmund Freud, he of right. the big dog and the cigars. No, that's yeah. Clement. Sigmund Freud said all humour is attacking. And I think that's it's quite an interesting idea, really, uh, because, of course, you know, Sigmund was the father, Freud was the father of um, analytic psychology. And and when you sit back and you analyse most humour, just about all of it is attacking. And yeah, even the most modern comedians, they're attacking something. And actually, it's something about the, it's that switch, isn't it, about how you 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 set something up, you deliver what seems to be if. It, the body of a joke, and then you switch the attention so the the joke goes out of kilter, and it makes you it, it makes it amusing. You sit back and analyze all your humor; it's all attacking. It's all attacking. Well, someone. it will have there will there will be a target, but yeah. it's a matter of I mean, what the best you know, my view okay is my view. Best humor punches up against powerful and privileged. You know, it punches you know punches sides and punches up. You know, I can take the Mickey out of myself. I quite like self deprecating humor, but I don't want somebody else to necessarily do it. No. Um, but punching up, attacking the people who are in privilege, attacking those parts of society that is nuts, you know, that, you know, the stuff that's going on, you know, in politics or, you know, or anything else is what, you know, is what, you know, I get out of humour. But when you're punching down, when you're being racist in the 70s, when you're being homophobic in the 80s with your humour, when you're being transphobic in the 2000s, you're choosing to punch down and we and other elements of that we don't tolerate now but we mm. do on this because transphobia is tolerated because it's seen as sort of part sort of more respectable or more allowed i i believe anyway and um you know um i i i just think that's that that we're the we're the target at the moment and um so, so you mentioned james acaster and nish kumar uh one of which I, I, I can't listen to it. That just drives me nuts because I just can't can't abide that that person's humour. And uh, but that's fine because that's just choice and that's absolutely fine. Um, but who would you, who would you suggest are people who are? I mean, you mentioned Stuart Lee as being Stuart I mean, Lee Stuart is Stuart clever, Lee's, he's witty, he's all that loves, sort of stuff. I love Stuart. Who Lee. else? Who else seems to be an ally that actually? Because so, actually, the way to make people change their shtick. Is to support the people and put money into the people, uh, uh, money into the pockets of the people who are on our side. That's the way to make change happen. There really, are. So it? if you're looking, if you're looking at, um, so if you're looking at um, less well-known comedians. Mm. So uh, there's a comedian called Michael Legg who has spoken out. He's, I think, he, I think he's funny. Uh, he's quite an angry comedian, and he he he's an ally. John Robbins, who actually has a show on Radio 5 in the afternoons, oh. is a comedian that spoke out positively about trans people. It, it just in on Twitter and stuff, I know the people who have been, you know, positive and supportive. And then you've got yeah. a lot of the women comedians are, you know, the, the stated women comedians like have all been, none of them you will have heard find making a, an anti-trans joke. So, you know, um, Sarah Pascoe, people like Sarah Pascoe and, um, oh, who's the Canadian? Um, oh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, and, from and so, yes, yeah, um, she's brilliant. Terrible oh, names at the moment. So have I. So, this is, this is yeah. a great episode now when neither of us can remember a name. Yeah, there's, 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 uh, um, there's, there's, she was on Taskmaster, wasn't she? Um, I love Taskmaster. Taskmaster, great program, was won by a non binary comedian. 
That's this right. last May, series. May, somebody, May Martin yeah. was May referred Martin. to as they all through the programme with through. no force. So yeah. respectful and brilliant. May yeah. Martin is brilliant, by the way. Had a, Catherine a, Ryan. Catherine Ryan. But these these are all people. But um, you know, I, you know, who have made supportive comments. And there aren't, you know, I mean, I guess I'm coming from a political standpoint with my comedy anyway and yeah. i'd be you know part of that you know so you know i'm left left wing in my politics and a lot of stand-up tends to be coming from in this country tends to be coming from left wing it just does in, the, in this mm. this era there are right-wing comedians you know um jeff norcott i think he's quite yeah. funny he's right wing um but he wouldn't stoop to making jokes yeah, about just, a comedian no he's a, he's a right-wing comedian so you know i i i think in general it it you know stand-up comedy on that respect is generally now i don't what i don't know is going into the clubs you know if you're getting people doing copying uh ricky gervais's style of you know let for me that lazy attacking trans people plays well in the clubs it might do um i haven't been to a comedy club in a long time but yeah. I, there are i mean i i say i love my stand-up and there are plenty of people who have been prepared to say to say something and to tackle those issues and say actually you know um you know that's not good enough you know um that's not good but uh, as i say i don't i don't disagree with you i don't think we can prescribe what comedy is i don't think we can ban my you know one of my first do you know one of the first people that of a celebrity that passed away that had an impact on me was oh the american comedian um Oh God! See, this, is not, this is not good podcast. This is me trying to Bill Hicks. This is oh, me wow. trying to. Why I is loved, Bill Hicks? I loved Bill Hicks, which was a really at the time edgy American comedian, but it was always punching up again. And he died relatively young. I think he died about thirty six or something from cancer, and he and he would do these really angry, you know, prostalizing um, stand up. Oh, yeah. So he was the first person that impacted on me. So. It's, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's really interesting that um, that's become a battleground for for, for just free speech and trans. Um, you know, that, I was thirty-two. Was it thirty-two? Are you just on Google? Are you? Yeah. Or you're just uh, yeah? I was really sad. I remember. I remember. I remember when he passed away because I was a big fan. I got the tapes. He was a really, you know, similar to Stuart Lee type comedian, I guess. Mm. You know, in, in his stories and his way. You know, different than most Americans uh comedians of the time yeah he was very he was quite young but um very sweary i don't mind sweary well you know i don't approve of terrible language because i'm there no 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 you're very well spoken but uh I, you know i do get a bit sweary. yeah right <laughs> but I think, it's, I think it's a really interesting topic because i think uh, you know i i take your points on on this and maybe maybe me being sensitive about it is not helping and maybe i should you know maybe i should try and listen to those comedians that have turned away from you know or not but there's that i mean that's a debate there's that debate of art versus you know art versus versus the artist isn't there yeah yeah, yeah. no and uh well this and this has been i mean that is a fascinating subject you've opened up there because obviously my my background is in the the world of music uh of classical course. music and of course you have the and the thing is with the, any of the arts you have the people and their art and you know that you know can you accept someone's art from someone who's been a sadist pervert abuser and such like but produces That's brilliant right. art you know and most yeah. people, most artists did and have done in their lives not all of them obviously many have yeah. but i mean some of the greatest artists have very shady oh, the, yeah there was, i mean picasso was a horrible human being yeah, by all accounts absolutely uh, there's a great um 
Hannah Gadsby, amazing comedian, if you ever watch Hannah Gadsby's shows, mm. uh, um, and talked about um, Picasso in one of her routines. Um, tell, it's, I think there's a concept called death of the artist. Mm. So of a concept, I think I've you know, read a bit about it, of, of at what point does art actually leave the artist and become ours? Yeah. So then you can leave that behind because some people, you know, let's face it, it, it seems every other day somebody famous from years back has now been shown to be a terrible human being, you know. Yeah. Do we stop? Um, I, I, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I've, I won't watch certain things because of, of things people have done, and then it seems a bit silly, really. On one hand, but I, I think not. it's, but it's, isn't it fine to have principles? It's fine to have morals. It's fine so. that you took a, st- a stand in Netflix. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, if if enough people stop watching. A, a homophobic, transphobic co- comedian, they would have to change because if stop, people stop watching it, the twig on very, very quickly. The Me Too movement was powerful because it affected people's pockets, you know, affected revenues. And that's why that's, and the trouble with our community was we're too small to make that change. But actually, exactly because, of, well, because yeah. of the attacks on the homophobic attacks rising, I mean, this is the challenge because we don't seem to club together enough with that community. You know, we could be quite a sizable, quite a sizable voice in this country, and there are people who are, um, you, you know, um, I can't think of the word. Oh, gay! I've got it there. Gay there. Got the word at last. <laughs> um, who, um, who, who actually have strong and powerful voices, who are in positions of real power and authority and such like, and and they're people who can be, who can stand up for themselves and us as well. Um, well, yeah, we definitely need we definitely need those allies and those voices because, you know, as I say, we're we're a disparate and 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 small community, you know. Yeah. So so it's different, but it's it's a really interesting subject. That I didn't I didn't realize I forgot about the classical music. I mean, there's loads of, yeah. Um, yeah Richard Wagner. I mean, you know, is you know is a member. Of the, I think I don't know if he's a member of the Nazi Party, but he's certainly a big big wheel in Nazi yeah, Germany. I don't imagine he would have gone on the Pride Parade. Um, no, but well, it's interesting. But is it? I suppose it's time. Is it time? That distance of time. Well, I don't know. If he was alive now and behaving like that and producing that music, we probably wouldn't. He would probably wouldn't get any gigs. I don't know. Well, it's he interesting. Wouldn't, he wouldn't. Is I don't it? think anyone's into seven-hour operas anymore. That's but that's the probably biggest not. problem. <laughs> probably not. No, I can't quite manage that. My dad no. could. My dad likes his likes his opera, but not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Not very educated in my music tastes, I guess. Well, that's okay. You stick to the comedy. Well, well, look, today what we've been sort of doing a little bit is playing with a concept where we discuss a difficult subject. One of us takes a stance and the other one sort of argues the opposite stance to allow yeah. to allow people in the community to understand the other side of the argument. And we're yeah. going to sort of pick on a few of these ideas over the coming weeks from time to time. We're going to pick a sort of subject. And one of us is going to argue one side of it. The other one's going to argue the other side of it and see where we take it. And... Um, Today we thought we'd have a little look at the comedy because actually it's a it's a nice easy starter and of course hopefully when someone's talking to you about Ricky Gervais what Jen said will give you some ammunition about why how you can defend yourselves if you're sort of struggling a little bit to understand what the argument's all about. So that's what yeah. we're trying to do a little bit of, isn't that right, Jen? So I've been arguing the indefensible today, not particularly skillfully, and Jen's no, been, I've been very skillfully. Tired. 
Yeah, I like that. We should do what was it Brian Clough said once? He said, "If I fall out, if we, I, I, we argue things and then everybody yeah. agrees I'm right, something along those lines." I misquoted. No, he says something like, um, you, "You can have any any opinion you want. Come into my office in twenty minutes. We'll both agree why I'm right." Yeah, yeah, that that sounds like a good a good. Yeah. But no, I like. I, it is important. I think it's important to. Um, because we can get called in an echo bubble, can't we? Of yeah, you know, and and actually, it's, it is good to examine where we are. Um, you know, it's um, you know, we don't want to be in a situation where we're like, I don't know if you ever seen the Mitchell and Webb sketch of yes. the Nazis, where they go, "Are we the baddies?" Which yes, is all true. over the media, and then so, are we actually in the wrong? You know, I think <laughs> it's always, uh, I think it's always good. Oh, that was really fun. I was really interesting, and um, you made me think again, Jill. Good and me. And next week, who knows what we're going to discuss, but whatever it will be, it won't be probably what we think about today. And if you want to um, ask us a question or give us a subject that you'd like us to discuss for you, feel free yeah, to go to transvox.co.uk, drop us a note in the comments section. We're all very welcome. And people have been doing that. And uh, we'll get to a, a listener's questions episode quite quickly, I think, because we'll get us that'll a bit be really, of a That'll be really fun. Well, the tougher, the better. Indeed, it's nice to hear what people um, people are asking. Sometimes people are asking, just like we do, struggling with the the normal. I mean, people yeah. aren't struggling with the abnormal. People yeah, are struggling it's... with the normal. People are struggling with stuff coming out of America. And how do you how do you keep your head in shape? You know that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, no, definitely. So we're going to address all those issues as we come. But anyway, tonight has been. Tonight has been Wednesday night, so we've been a bit less skippy than last week because uh, whenever we record the last one, it was a Friday night and we were in a right old state by the end of it. So, uh, end of the week. It well, was yeah, all that gin no, and tonic you were knocking down, I think. Yeah, indeed. It's school day tomorrow again, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. See you next time, Jen. Great take to care. see you, Doc. You take care. See you see soon. Goes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. charity doing some amazing work really important so please if you can give great and if you want to go and have a look at beyond reflections it's beyond reflections.org.uk and uh, but as i say if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing because we love to help the people who help us uh, again if you've got ideas for um, the show things you'd like to ask us questions comments applause or um, brickbats feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to gillian at transvox.co.uk until the next time goodbye bye bye